0: does everybody know what time it is it's time to get ourselves a convoy (laughs) that's right Uh -uh. it's grunt work
1: we have each other i helped you out of a broken place you gave me comfort, but sliding down the stairs was my mistake. <laughs> I remember Pop, we worked in the shop. I think of so proud and openly. And the stairs were rough, but I showed Pop my stuff. Aww. I slid down and hurt my two testes. <laughs> so call out my name, which is Gruntwork. <laughs> The only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that gets it to you in 30 minutes or less, or it's free. <laughs> I, well, you know what? I, we never get it to people in under 30 minutes. I mean,
0: usually it's, if we, if we keep it under two hours, that's, that's a victory.
1: That's why we make our money.
0: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> it's see. It's never see. free. That's uh, we, well, you need to look at our business plan again.
1: I am your host, uh, Landon. Here's looking at you, kid Solano, joined always by my co-host, Truman. So long, farewell, avita Wiedersehen, goodbye. I leave a heave a sigh and say goodbye, goodbye. Caps. <laughs> you woke up this morning with a song in your heart, Landon, and I, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, there's uh, a reason for that. Uh, I, uh, as of today, uh, I'm, your boy is fully vexed. Uh, he- I... Got that hot uh, double J, um, double J juice. You you got two
0: Johnsons inside you, and uh, <laughs> if
1: and I guess what you're saying is you feel pretty good. Uh, I do, I do. I feel pretty good. Uh, I'm only a few hours out from actually receiving it, and don't feel any side effects yet. So. Um, you know, if if this episode goes off the rails, I'm 100% going to blame it on brain fog, but um, uh, how will you tell from one week to the next? I don't know. Or, you know, either—I think that
0: if this episode goes off the rails, we should blame it on the fact that you now have super blood, and you're just <laughs> moving it too fast of a level for me with my shitty, uh, non-coronavirus-resistant uh, blood. Exactly. So I, I, it will be on me for having not evolved. It will be on me for having to wait another 13 days before <laughs> I can uh, get the super blood. Uh, but congratulations, uh, yes. Landon, I'm I'm, I'm happy for you, I'm, uh, you know, as always, I'm happy to see you, but I am happier than
1: ever to see you uh, with um, the full protection of modern science. Uh, thank you, yes, uh, you know, I, I don't say this to gloat, um, just as a, I guess, endorsement of going to get uh, your vaccine as soon as you are eligible, it is a shitty process trying to get through the system, but it's worth it, um, you know. The second that I was driving home from uh, the vaccine place, I was like, oh, I can go to a bookstore again. Oh, (laughs) I can go visit my parents for the first time in 18 months. Uh, And I don't even think it's fully sunk in yet. So like, the sooner we all get vaccinated, the sooner everything will be back to normal. And maybe we can all go see Black Widow in theaters uh, this July.
0: You know, Landon, I was gonna not get a vaccine and continue never seeing my friends or leaving my house, but you then you dangled itch. Black Widow in front of me. <laughs> then you made me. think I know, about I'm Black to, Widow. I'm speaking to the right audience.
1: Well, you are a ScarJo fan. Well, uh, yeah,
0: I, I mean, yeah, that's that's really. I mean, look, you if you'd if you'd substituted in the name of whatever the next Coen Brothers movie is going to be, I would have been even <laughs> more more emphatic with that. Oh, Macbeth. Eh, Macbeth well, starring so... Denzel Washington and uh, Francis McDormand. But is it, you know what, but here's my concern, is that is it going to have a huge cast of bit part cameo appearances by every famous person the Coens know, and it's going to be like a I bunch mean, it's of, a Shakespeare play, of course. little vignettes? Yeah, okay, so I mean, I'm just thinking, uh, I don't know, the last the last Coen Brothers movie that was named after a major classical figure, uh, Hail Caesar,
1: wound up disappointing me, yeah. so I hope
0: this one... But what about Old Brother Where Art Thou? Okay, well that one that one did better. <laughs> Stephen so, Root
1: is playing the blind witch at the beginning of Macbeth. So,
0: oh, all right, all right, okay. Now, now you've got me. Now I'm back on board. Um, uh, so any anyway, you like even the miracle of you getting uh you know vaccinated with this uh-huh. magical substance that we whipped up in one year and have been mobilizing across the country. Even yep. that, listeners, I can turn into talking about Coen Brothers. <laughs> I am the most insufferable white guy ever. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a huge preamble. Um, it is, and it has nothing to do with Home Improvement. <laughs> no, it does not, because that's what we do on this podcast as we talk about the TV series Home Improvement. And this episode, this episode, we watched a week of Home Improvement.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a it's a little. Uh, I, I, I I'm asking a lot of you, I realize, but can you give us a little sound effect of the season? I'm thinking of some <sighs> uh, jingle bells.
0: A sound effect of the season. Uh, I'm thinking of some jingle bells. Your your patented. Oh, uh... oh my my. Oh, my patented. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. I think meant this season. Like trying to sum up my feelings about this season. No, no, home no, no. Improvement. Just some sound effects for the very dest- set,
1: set the tone. It's Christmas. Okay, got gotcha, you. Gotcha. It's Christmas on set, home tas- improvement. Shing there, oh uh, man. Shing,
0: shing, 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 shing. Dun, da, I've da, won the jackpot. Yeah, it's um yes, it is. It is that time of year. Uh huh. And uh and yeah, it's a little festive. Christmas in Christmas in April or whatever month this is for us. Why didn't you tell us what the Taylors did this week? I would be happy to tell you what the Taylors did this week, as soon as I flip
1: to the page in the analog notes that I took about it. Oh shit! You've only done it once before, and I—I uh, I, I don't think I told you this, but I gave out your—the one time you took handwritten notes for an episode, uh, I gave them away as a, uh, uh, a Patreon gift to somebody. What? <laughs> what you? Someone? Someone has to
0: behold. <laughs> Someone has to behold my handwriting. Oh, God. (laughs) Tell them not to read that out loud after midnight, or they're going to, like, summon the ghost of my fourth grade teacher. It'll be an evil dead situation. Great. Okay. This week on Home Improvement, Tim, Marty, and their brother Jeff rent a semi to help their mother move out of the ancestral home. But when Tim hears the new owner's plan to sell – to heavily remodel the house, he fears that he'll lose the memories of his handyman father who built much of the house by hand.
1: Cool. We watched the same episode, right? <laughs> we, I mean, did, we did, yes. We is, did. Is that, is that
0: silence, that fear that we got the wrong thing? No,
1: I just – I had forgotten. I mean, it's it's a very strange episode. Um it is Ridgey? a very strange episode. Uh, I guess we'll hold off on our personal reflections for a moment. Um, but uh, before we do that, we have you, Truman. Guess that title. Yes, I have a couple of options.
0: I have three options, and I think that one of them really is it. I'm very okay. proud of okay. uh, I'm going to tell you it's not,
1: but go ahead. Okay, option number one. Uh uh-huh. Mother Trucker. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a History Channel show. <laughs>
0: It uh, it probably is, folks. Let's go to the videotape and the name of another home improvement episode to see if there is a <laughs> show called Mother Truckers on a on History Channel. Um, second option. Okay. Ten for Timbo. <laughs>
1: okay, I like that one. Yeah,
0: you know, thank you. I like that one too. Last one. Banisters and broomsticks. Oh,
1: that's my vote. I like that one. Yeah, Chim Chimuree. Chim Chimaru, uh, you you went. I, I'm just noticing a trend here from your your uh, your opening joke to your synopsis to one of your title guesses. You, you really leaned into the truck stuff. It was yes. like only a half a second in the episode. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's going to factor into my personal reflections, Landon. I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> okay, well then, uh, uh, hold those off for just one second. Uh, I'm going to give you a guess. Uh, a clue mm-hmm. to guess mm-hmm. for our Chalupa Challenge. Um, okay. The title is maybe one of the most classic movie quotes of all time. Okay. I'm gonna say. I
0: mm, okay. One of the most. Cla- mm. I.
1: Here's looking at you, kid. Uh, that was, if you don't remember my
0: nickname for myself, oh, of, of <laughs> course I, that's probably why it was in my head. Um, oh, they, I, I mean, we're going to need a bigger house. No, we're going <laughs> to need a bigger truck. I, I've obviously lost it at this point, but now I'm just trying to think, uh, I am your
1: father. Uh, actually, well, that, that's not too bad because his father does spoiler alert, uh, make an appearance in this episode, even though he's been dead um Fr- frankly my dear i don't give a grunt <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's my uh, personal motto well, for this show wait it's it's uh it's it's hua, <laughs> right is it hooah <laughs> it's the wait, 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 scent wait. of a grunt no no i'm sorry i've got it i've got okay. it the, the title of this episode is machine gun jublies how did i miss those from austin powers <laughs> to the spy who shagged me
1: yep Uh, The name of this episode is No Place Like Home
0: Oh, The Wizard of
1: Oz, that's a movie And it ties in nicely (laughs) (laughs) to Okay, Broadcast on December 17th, 1996 Directed by Pete Filsinger uh, Or Peter, as he's credited on IMDb And written by Elliot Shoneman and Marley Sims Uh, Hmm. A couple of uh, Home Improvement veterans coming back here To give us a uh, uh, kind of nostalgic episode and the nostalgic, yes. I guess, well, in a way, sentimental is the word I was looking for, so let's go with that instead. It is, It y- yes, I think sentimental is the
0: way to go with this episode, and I think that, um, I, I think that this episode needed to pick a side. I think this episode... okay. <laughs> This episode needed to decide if it was going to be a sentimental episode about Tim going back home and having big feelings about his dad, mm. or is this going to be an episode about Tim driving a big truck? You can do one of
1: those <laughs> things. <laughs> we we are wow. Okay, Truman. Something happened. We we both flew through a nexus, and we are we've come out on opposite sides of where we have been. Uh, what? Uh, so you. <laughs> You're you're a fan? Well, oh. I'm not saying I'm a fan, but I'm I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna take defensive for home improvement here and just go. Uh, it was it was one scene. It, it was one thing. One 20-second one clip of him driving a truck. I mean, I don't think they were trying to thrust that on us.
0: I, you know, I just it might be on me. It might be on me. <laughs> I just. I it kind of ch- it chafes me a little bit. Like look, like, I don't think the episode was that bad. Like mm-hmm. I have issue I have real issues with Tim's behavior that definitely yeah. put me off. Yeah, the, I, I, I agree. I mean Tim in that regard.
1: My defensive home improvement only goes so far. So you're not yes. going to have to push me hard. Uh I think I, the episode was okay. I you know, I, I it was pretty harmless and you know, I it handled some of these more um complex issues and, and emotions, you know, in a sitcom enough way. Um but you know i'm certainly not going to go to the mat for it yeah i and i mean yeah okay so we're in agreement
0: there and i'm not i'm not like grievously offended by any of these things i just kind of feel strongly i think partially because i i don't know i i think that tim there, okay, there's a King of the Hill episode where Hank has to help his mother move, <laughs> of and he is very delighted to be able to rent an 18-wheeler to do this. And then Hank has a whole adventure in which he has to square his kind of fairy tale image of Truckin with the cold realities of Truckin. And I guess more than anything, I'm guilty of wanting to see Tim explore <laughs> the realities of Truckin as well. And you're, when they show- you're guilty of watching this episode thinking about a King of the Hill episode. I'm I'm guilty. Yes, I'm guilty of <laughs> I'm guilty of going to McDonald's and being like, mm, I think I'm going to order the surf and turf with the Wagyu. Uh, oh, oh, there's you don't have that. <laughs> um, the, I, I don't know. I, I just I I think that they built an entire set of that looks like the cab of a semi they spent so much money on this gag and it's just like have the whole episode be
1: tim getting lost in a semi truck with jill that's gold jerry we well we've seen them uh, an episode of them in a car getting lost i don't know i mean do it like in a truck I, okay so let me ask you this uh would you have rather they cut the truck stuff altogether and just focus on the home stuff or rewrite the episode so that it's them entirely in a truck for the whole episode i i would i would say i with the episode that we've got here i would rather that they uh cut
0: the truck up so to speak uh, cut that scene out, just have the episode start with them getting to the house, and then be able to do multiple flashbacks to Tim with his dad, the most important male figure in mm. his life who occupies this godlike status. I'd like to see a whole, like, I'd like to see multiple flashbacks and Tim remembering a bunch of things wow. about that, because
1: that seems very important. See, and I, that I really felt like episode. the flashback was completely disorienting, disorienting and unneeded. I I agree
0: because mm. we didn't need to see exactly one flashback to Tim and his dad
1: in black well, I, and white. I don't. I like, didn't want to see any of it. Like I. I well, okay, God, we're gonna get into this. Okay, I'm excited. I just sat up straight in my chair. Um, yeah. Well. Well, landed.
0: He is. He is risen. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> do, do yeah. Do you want just like do we just break this this shit open? I guess. Or do you have? I, I guess. What, so. what are your
1: reflections? What are your reflections? I'm sorry. I, I've been just going. No, that's all right. My only going. reflection was. Uh, that I related to Tim for the first time maybe ever in that I um, decided this year because I've been flirting with the idea for many years uh, and I thought you know what I think I might give baseball a shot again it's been Mm -hmm. a long long time since I've been into sports Um, yeah and when the thought came to me I I wonder if I would get into baseball again Happened to be the first day the Brewers are playing uh, so I was able to put on their game and listen to it and so because of that, that accessibility I was like, I'm going to get into listening to the Brewers Uh, and yeah. then last night a game was on and it was probably about the 6th the or 7th inning when I realized, oh shit I have a home improvement episode to watch and I don't, <laughs> I don't want my baseball interrupted for home improvement <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I I Kind of understood what Tim goes through, <laughs> to a certain degree of like I I didn't want that interruption. You you so what you're
0: saying is you you purely empathized with Tim because you know how you're trying to focus on the game <laughs> and suddenly your co-host is like Landon, you gotta watch the
1: Home Improvement episode. Exactly, yes. And okay. your voice, you did a really good impression of yourself
0: yeah yeah okay okay so you what you really need to you need to invent some kind (laughs) of uh some kind of 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 gadget that
1: will watch home improvement for you or that will speed up a baseball game so you can listen to it at double speed yeah exactly yes or just invent some sort of really intelligent ai that can mimic uh who i am uh so that uh it can do these podcasts instead of me um Because luckily, uh, today's Brewers game ended right before we recorded, so it wasn't an issue. Wow, you we, we get you in, we get you in the Midwest
0: for a couple of months, and are, there you are looking at sports and having having <laughs> schedules. I bet you're I bet you're just sitting around right now looking at a copy of Sports Illustrated, not even the
1: swimsuit edition, but the one with <laughs> the pictures of people who just play normal sports in it. Uh, no, and uh, to be to be fair, uh, I'm not watching sports. Um, I the only way that I uh, was able to wrap my head around it was. I'm gonna go very old school and only listen to it on am radio. <laughs> oh my God. that's <laughs> and the that's weird charming. thing is I, I don't want to take too much time talking about this, but like I put the thing on I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. It's gonna be so much different than when I used to watch and listen to baseball games as a kid. I put it on and I'm like, oh my God, even the announcers sound exactly the same. and it's the it was same wasn't, announcer still. <laughs> it wasn't until I got, yeah, almost all the way through the game. Where I'm like, Oh, my God, that's Bob Euchre. He's still around.
0: Oh. oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I stepped on your bit. I didn't even realize.
1: Uh, yeah, at 87, I thought he had passed away, but uh, longtime Brewer commentator uh, and most famously in the Major League movies, uh, Bob announced, uh commentates all of the games, and I'm like, that. It, it sounded exactly like what I wanted baseball to sound like, and for that, it sold me on it, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. Let's do this. And so I've listened to all the games so far.
0: That is encouraging to hear the story of a man who has dedicated such a massive portion of his life to doing commentary on something that is ultimately rather futile. I think to myself as I look at the many pages of notes I've taken on this episode of Home Improvement... (laughs) It's good to know that, that he can, you know, look back on his life and feel good and accomplished. I, I hope to follow in his footsteps in that regard.
1: Well, maybe this will be a recurring thing where I, I bring up Bob Euchre in the future because, uh, man, I think I listened to him commentate and immediately start thinking about how to podcast a little bit differently. But we'll, we'll get there in time. I don't want to take up too much time. We got to get back to Christmas. Bring us yes, back with some, get... with some jingle bells.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Okay.
1: Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I feel the cold snow uh, melting on my skin as it hits me. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Snowflakes drift down past the camera. (laughs) We are uh, on location. Tool time at home. The Taylor's home, that is.
0: Yes. Uh, Tool time nights. Tool time Tim's. Uh, Uh,.
1: the grunt, the d- cre- yeah the grunt creep is juggling uh uh i'm assuming ornaments uh of sorts yeah. uh, he's you know he's dressed up with a little uh, uh winter clothing on and he's juggling um in a very very you know uh, we've talked on this podcast before i'd like to yeah. juggle for yeah fun landon's landon's what we call a jughead. he's <laughs> all about he's all about juggling and shoving burgers in my mouth um he's the uh, grunt creep is juggling in a very inefficient way i mean you can juggle that way it's a style but it's it's not default <laughs> I, I juggling
0: in an inefficient way he has all the lights in the house on as he's doing it <laughs> he's got the refrigerator open it, it's it's the, that kind of juggling is killing the earth <laughs> uh, uh but yeah yeah t- tim and al i'm sorry do you have more critique of, of the grunt creep i could if you really want me to go into it i can well, I don't know. I just don't want to silence
1: I mean, this is your area of expertise. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean, okay, so the way you're supposed to juggle, or at least the, the default way, the easiest way, is you you take two balls in one hand and one ball in the other hand. You take the hand that has two balls and you throw it up in the air, and then when it's about to land in the opposite hand, you throw the other one up in the air and catch it in the hand, and then you start getting on your cycle that way. The way the Grunt Creep is doing it is he's doing a complete, like, recycle sort of situation where he's throwing one and then tossing it across and it's just it's very difficult to do and i could tell it was animated by someone who doesn't know how to juggle you mean like the recycling
0: symbol the three the three arrows yeah yeah okay so his juggling is inefficient but recycling well actually i guess recycling <laughs> I've, I've heard this that recycling also... actually isn't that efficient no it's so, not. but yeah, it, okay. it helps
1: so recycle
0: yes so okay but recycle but don't don't look like you're recycling when you're juggling because then you are <laughs> wasting something exactly yes Tim and Al though are dressed as chimney sweeps. Yep, to talk about cleaning chimneys, and uh, they both have top hats and coveralls
1: and uh, um, a little chim chim perus. Uh, is that is, is, that what, is that, that, that's what a chim chim peru is? <laughs> that's the that's technical term for those uh those big uh, pipe cleaner looking things they have. Does that mean that the monkey from Speed Racer chim chim? was involved in cleaning uh cleaning chimneys. Uh it means that after he died, he turned into a chim They they ah. used they used all the parts to create one. He died in a tragic racing accident, <laughs> just like everyone on that show.
0: Um but they yeah they're there to talk about how to clean out your chimney and they both have chimney sweep hats and guys is Al talented at hat tricks? <laughs> of yes course. he is. Of course yes. he is. <laughs> I, th- this strikes me as knowledge that Richard Carn had already, Oh, yeah. And that yeah, I, because he's just he's just like flipping the hat onto his hat and taking it off and like
1: dancing it through his fingers. I, I'm going to tell you it, exactly where he learned this. Uh, where did he learn this? I, I don't I don't have the trivia. I'm going to tell you just from my own experience. Um, he learned this while coming up through the theater ranks. Um, I, I mean, and that seems like a no brainer, but basically. Picture yourself doing um, a Christmas Carol, and you're in a Dickens, you know, play. And yeah. during the rehearsals, you are maybe Tiny Tim. You don't have a whole lot to do in the the show, mm-hmm. and uh, you're sitting behind the scenes. All you have is the hat. There's a lot of downtime. <laughs> all, all you have I, is the hat. <laughs> <laughs> I think nothing but hat. <laughs> it's it's a full Monty version of a Dickens uh, play. Mm-hmm. Um. anyway you with all that downtime you you start fiddling around with the hat and uh, then you can do those tricks
0: <laughs> so so he's that, just... that
1: lost steam I'm not gonna yeah lie. I, yeah yeah
0: so his <laughs> that's the sort of but that's the sort of you know that's because you've gotten so good with the hat that you lose interest in it by the time that you're done you you know once you once you've mastered it then you have to go and rehearse your lines again or something
1: yeah exactly
0: so, um, but yes, Al, Al is doing all of these tricks learned from many a bored afternoon in, in a uh, community <laughs> theater as, uh, Tim is talking about the benefits of having a clean chimney because sometimes yeah. animals get in there
1: or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and let's earmark that for our outtakes because I have a uh, question about those, but. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bloops on this episode are big budget bloops. Um, yeah, so Al's uh, with every single line Al says, he does a hat trick, and and Tim just gets kind of more and more. Uh, what's what? I don't even know what the word I want to use for that. It's just kind of like I, uppity I, I about mean, it. He's just,
0: yeah, Tim is just. Well, wait. You mean Al gets more and more proud of himself for it? I think. Well, he more, does,
1: but in you know, in direct correlation to that, with every uh, increase in Al's pride, Tim's annoyance oh, yes. goes up. Yes, no. Tim, Tim is, yeah. Tim is. They can't both be happy.
0: One of them always has to be sad. There's a there's a finite amount of happiness yeah. between the two of
1: them they can draw on. But uh, in a minute, uh, Alice. Oh, well, not in a minute. Right at this. This is the minute. This is happening that, right now. Yeah. The f- the future is now. <laughs> that minute was really quick. Al says he's going to go up onto the roof um, to start sweeping the the stuff down, and Tim continues the show uh, from the living room talking about the importance of all this stuff. Yes, as well as the importance of being earnest. Uh, <laughs> earnest is important. Um, well, I mean, yeah, that's it was why he goes worst. to school. <laughs> it was the worst earnest movie. <laughs> just
0: earnest is important. It's about, he doesn't he doesn't go to school. He, oh, doesn't, he doesn't save Christmas or anything. He just like, he talks to a therapist oh, and learns Truman. the inherent value of his own feelings. Uh,
1: I, I think I've fallen off the, the
0: wagon. This is this is the the Bill Gates microchips are not enhancing you. You're super. <laughs> no, this is not. your super blood taking you to the next level. This is the Elon uh, Musk one that's uh, taking over my brain. Oh boy, that's that's great. Um, you're going into a hyperloop instead of a
1: <laughs> downward spiral. Uh, so <laughs> Tim continues he, the show, and yes. as he's talking about this, the phone rings, uh, and Tim kind of looks off camera, and goes, "Who forgot to unplug the phones?" Yes, he's.
0: Yeah, I get the impression that everybody else on the Tool Time crew has about as good of attention to detail as Tim does. <laughs> uh, Randy goes, and he picks up the phone, and it's Tim's mom, and she's yep. asking a bunch of questions. You know, are you coming up Saturday or Sunday? And Tim's kind of like, Saturday, and then, well, what time? Eight o'clock. You know, can't she tell I'm on live TV? And then Randy goes, yeah, and she says your fly is down, and Tim checks the comically long fly on his coveralls. And <laughs> Randy then just goes, She says, made you look
1: <laughs> or gotcha. I'm sorry. Yeah, she, she says gotcha. Says, gotcha. Uh and then he kinda addresses the TV and goes, Ma, don't you know I'm doing a live show here? Um I, I thought that was kind of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I was, you know, it was good. It was good use of the good use of the host of your show, or the main character on your show is yeah. on a TV
1: show, the thing that I I so <laughs> a live long show. Craved. Yes uh, the only comment I have is a call back to alarmed by burglars from last season where um Tim is it smart to be telling viewers while you're in your house uh when you're not going to be home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I that's honestly not that's honestly not very smart they better they better have uh wilson you know guarding the place with some polynesian war spear from his basement or something like that <laughs> maybe maybe there's a whole episode of al house sitting and home aloneing all the burglars who come to
1: try and steal tim's good shit oh maybe uh what if i told you we're gonna see that polynesian spear at some point this season I, I would be excited that would be that would create what we call in the industry suspense <laughs> uh, well then considering this foreshadowing um okay then uh, that takes us to the theme song yep yep those those boys are so much younger
0: than the actors <laughs> playing the boys in the show we have to get a new theme song next year right I mean we have to. I'm gonna I'm gonna sue somebody if we don't get a new theme song. It is but this is like an OSHA violation to go this long <laughs> without changing out the theme. You could hurt yourself. The cognitive dissonance between seeing the boys in the credits and the boys on set. <laughs> the
1: thing, yeah. It, 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 beware of whiplash. I, I was going through some episodes recently, uh, and kind of looked ahead just because I was looking for some stuff, and uh, <laughs> I happened to look at a much later episode of this season, and. It is discernible how much Randy grows from episode one of the season to the end of the season. So I can't imagine what he's going to be like at the beginning of season seven. So it it kind of makes sense that he
0: that he his character quote unquote goes to college even though he's like a sophomore <laughs> in high school. Oh yes, yes. Okay, good, good. He he just he's got. Uh... Yeah, he's got Jack disease, not Benjamin Button disease, but Jack disease, where you're a full,
1: where you're Robin Williams, fully grown at the age of ten, and you're friends with Bill Cosby. Yeesh. We Ooh. go to outside. Uh, Tim is taking out the trash, and Wilson's out there making a nativity scene out of radishes. What?
0: <laughs> what do you think of my three wise men? I think they should come bearing onion dip.
1: <laughs> so, solid line, solid line. Um, uh, Tim says they're about to go help his mom sell the home, pack everything up, uh, and that his Tim, uh, that his three brothers are going to be there. Jeff, the frugal one, and Marty, Marty, yeah, Marty.
0: Uh yes, Jeff, who is so like uh, Wilson says something about like, oh, isn't uh, Jeff the parsimonious one or something? And Tim says that Jeff isn't just frugal; this guy recycles his dental floss.
1: Yes, parsimonious. Isn't he the parsimonious one? No, he's Presbyterian. Yeah, uh, uh
0: yes, yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> he recycles his dental floss. So I have Jeff comments later on in this episode, uh, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a plea to the defense on his behalf uh, in a bit. So, I, I, you know what? Honestly, I have no Jeff comments.
0: I think that all of my brain space that would have been taken up by having opinions <laughs> about Jeff was taken up by. Truck. <laughs> yeah i was just thinking about trucking if there's one, i guess if i have one thing in common with our last
1: president it's that i just really like trucks oh God, i don't that's know my one note <laughs> in the truck scene which comes next so let's get there in a second uh yeah, wilson keep on trucking wilson remembers um uh when he had to pack up his child at home and he starts lift lift it lift, okay go ahead He's talking, he starts talking about waking up to, you know, my, my fond mornings
0: at home, waking up to the sound of a hyena laughing, the smell of the zebra hay, and he's listing all these, you know, exotic animal things, and Tim, Tim goes, you were raised in Africa? And he goes, Chicago, an apartment overlooking the zoo, which is funny. That is a funny (laughs) joke with just a square-ass foundation. It just works. It's a good joke.
1: (laughs) Uh, and also gives us information about Wilson, uh, who I thought who, was Canadian, Greek Canadian by way of Chicago.
0: <laughs> I know, mean, it,
1: it could happen. There's something yeah. in the rule book that says it can't.
0: Yeah, no. This look, look, folks. This country is a beautiful mosaic, a tapestry of different cultures, and uh, <laughs> you know, lots of different paths bring someone to live in. Uh, the backyard of well, he doesn't live in Tim's backyard, but to share a backyard, <laughs> share fence a backyard, with Tim. yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess it, it's not out of the ordinary that a child could be born in Chicago, spend some time in Canada, and then and then finish the trip around yeah. the world in uh, in
1: Royal Oak, or born in Canada, move to Chicago, do his uh you know undergrad out in Africa in the rainforests, and then come back after his wife dies. That's the um, that's the less popular verse
0: from Toto's Africa. Is I do my undergrad out in Africa. No, no one really is
1: that one. They don't belt that one when it comes on in the club. Um, so, but the big, I think the big takeaway from the scene is that um, Tim isn't quite aware yet of what kind of an emotional journey he's about to undertake with uh, selling this house. In fact, his his big takeaway is I get to drive a really big truck. And and I'm and I'm thinking, oh boy, hold on to your butts, everybody. <laughs> and uh, this starts something in this episode that is very different than normal episodes. We don't get a lot of transitions in this episode. Yeah, we get right. a lot of tr- very traditional uh, fade twos, dissolves, fade to blacks. Uh, so we get a we get a dissolve to from <laughs> the backyard daylight to nighttime inside the uh, big rig. Yes. Okay. so prepare yourself here's the thing in hollywood
0: um the sets aren't free you don't just like wish for a set and it happens they spent a lot of money to build this fairly convincing semi-truck set i'm gonna it it uh, gives certain impressions to
1: people that there will be more trucks i'm i'm gonna immediately uh cast a uh devil's advocate here uh, okay. let like me roll. I'm rolling in the, I got to roll a uh, natural 20 for this, but uh, Okay, here what's we go. what yeah, what's
0: what's your what's your pedantic <laughs> uh, person level right now?
1: I'm I'm going to I'm going to roll a sarcasm save and see if I can deflect it. Okay. Um most studios do have um, Instead of building a set, they do have these things like a fuselage for an airplane that they can redress for Mm. certain sitcoms. So I don't think that they built this. I think that they've probably had this on the Disney lot for some other show at some other point. I'm probably thinking Grace Under Fire probably appeared there at some point. Maybe in um episode of Roseanne. Jackie was a trucker in that mm, at one point. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I bet it's something that they had on hand. Now, that doesn't completely negate your point to go, well, they are establishing, you know, a very distinctive scene here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, they go to a lot, they spend a lot of time... Setting up the spatial relations of, okay, Tim and Jill are driving the truck really fast, Marty and the boys are in the minivan behind them, they've got themselves a convoy. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it, it almost feels like they just shot more of this episode... Like, maybe they thought they had an hour or something, because I feel like the (laughs) beginning, as evidenced by the bloops at the end, Mm -hmm. the the tool time cold open is kind of, feels a little truncated, too. Like, Al goes up on the roof for some purpose. And we never see him again. (laughs) Yeah, he disappears. He goes upstairs, like Richie Cunningham's sister. He goes upstairs, and we never see him again. Um... (laughs) I I just I don't know if like maybe there were there were more gags with the boys in the van and and Tim and Jill in the in the big rig that mm-hmm. got cut for
1: time. Eh, perhaps, um, but they, you know they don't spend too much time here. So really, no. this is, is spent like okay. Here's here's the structure of the scene. We'll get into the contents of it in a second. We yeah. we see Tim and Jill in the big rig. Then they cut to Marty uh, driving behind them, and then we cut back to Tim and Jill in the big rig. It probably takes of the entire episode a minute and twenty minutes, seconds. Yes. Well.
0: And look, and honestly, maybe part of the reason I fixated so much on on uh, hanging my hopes and dreams on this being a cool episode about trucking is because Tim is being a huge <laughs> piece of shit to yeah, his wife. He, he, <laughs> he, yes, this uh,
1: no doubt about that. No arguments. Uh, so let's get into the contents. Okay, they're driving um, a WLS truck, uh, and uh, immediately, uh, I mean, he just he he's honking the horn. I can't I can't see people. They're not a to truck horn like that anymore. It just it it brings back traumatic memories.
0: Yeah. Oh, of of I see, of of a previous statesman <sighs> I, who I also just, loved honking well, a
1: truck horn. That's a very generous way of describing it. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, I I think um yeah the same the same dark energies I think are released in certain people. When put behind the wheel of a truck. I mean, if, if I'm learning anything from this episode, maybe that lurks inside me too. A person who hates driving and doesn't own a car. Maybe like, maybe I get so fixated on the truck in
1: this episode because I secretly want to truck in it, life. Well, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, you did uh, have a fascination with cars and trucks growing up as a kid, as a child. So I, I like, maybe this I is did. tapping into uh, some sort of latent desire to want an episode about trucking.
0: I, you know, listen. I never thought that Home Improvement would tap into any latent desires <laughs> of mine, much less that it would be some sort of deep-seated affection for cars, paralleling something we've been tracking in Tim for the past few years. I- I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm going to do a little journaling as we go on <laughs> good, here, good. and uh, and maybe not blurt out all my feelings on
1: the mic. <laughs> Uh Jill is kind of lamenting. She's you know um Tim, Tim's having a ball driving this yes. truck. He doesn't have moving his uh, childhood home on his mind at all. No. Uh but Jill does. And she as much as Tim is being a dick here and you know at some other points in this episode, uh Jill is exhibiting just really really empathetic uh relationship stuff. The, yes. Through this whole episode. And it yes. starts here. And she's remembering, you know how many times I had to move as a kid? Uh, eight. And Tim starts, you know, kind of mouthing her story along with her. He's like, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Jill goes, okay, I know you don't want to, uh, I know how much you don't want to hear it. And Tim just says, no, I don't think you do. I,
0: no. <laughs> yes, Jill is doing great. Yeoman's effort relationship work of empathizing <laughs> with Tim and getting on his level. Yeah. Let's also point out she's also helping her husband move his mom Yeah, like on Christmas, like not on Christmas, but like three days before Christmas. She's probably got other shit she would rather be doing, but she is helping
1: him move his mom well the other most important woman in his (laughs) life
0: it's just she's already
1: doing this for you i agree with you but i mean it's like her family's in texas so this is her family you know this is Uh, what she would be doing on christmas
0: i mean i know and i get that i mean it's like and yeah you get you get married to someone and their family's your family and everything yeah Yeah. i mean it's just at the same time if you were going to find like if it's just a bad move to be like pissed off at your wife for interrupting your truck yeah. driving with her talking when she is going out of her way to like help you.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I th- listen. No arguments for me at all. In yes. fact, let's get out of this truck and go to Marty. Marty oh, is
0: but the <clears throat> truck was the only place I was happy. Well, we'll get
1: back there in a second. Marty Yay. is driving the boys, and uh, none of them want to be there. Um, yeah. Brad says, I'd rather be hanging out with my girlfriend. Randy says, I'd rather be going to parties. Mark says, I'd rather be seeing all the new movies. Um, Nerd. Hey. <laughs> no, but she just love to go to the movies. <laughs> Which one did I uh, relate to the most on that one?
0: Well, without a doubt, parties.
1: You were a rude, rude <laughs> party dude. you all know this. It, know it comes up on the episode repeatedly. <laughs> uh, so none of them want to be there. Uh, but Marty, Marty's like, it's going to be fun. What else you guys got to do? Um, <clears throat> Tim goes back to, we cut back to the, the truck. So uh, Joya Simes come back for Truman. Yes. Tim is, uh, he's picked up the CB and he starts throwing code words all around. Um, I don't know where. It might be in Florida with my parents. My grandfather was a trucker, and oh. I have a leather-bound uh, trucker lingo book somewhere, and I wish I had it for this episode. Yeah, now now
0: that you know that that I have this weird fixation on trucking, apparently. <laughs> uh, exactly. I mean, yeah. maybe I should keep the book out of out of your hands. What do you think I'm going to do with it? Like some of the dead? I don't, the I don't you know. It's like
1: the, the Necronomicon of trucking. I, I'm going to bring back Large Marge. <laughs> I mean, I would give it to you if that was what I thought your plan was. I just, you know, I want to keep it sanitary, is all. Oh God, landed I mean, just because, just
0: because truckers, as we're about to see in the upcoming joke, are are gross and disgusting pervs, doesn't mean that <laughs> that I follow them in that regard. All right. Uh, so they're they're going through. You know, watch out for road pizza and the granny. And Tim Tim is translating for Jill. Oh, it's a dead animal in the slow lane. He's talking about how he reads Big Rig Digest whenever he gets a haircut. And then he. He asks the. Um, he says that he's going to ask the guys about where where you can find a gas station and a restaurant. And he says, "I'm looking for a motion lotion in a pickle park." <laughs> <laughs> Landon, you, here I've been talking a lot. You should you finish this. You finish this
1: great joke. Uh, <laughs> well, he kind of gives him a uh, an idea of where the hotel is, but he's he says I'll have to get back to you on where you can get those hookers. <laughs> <laughs> Which that really. That really surprised me. That's a remarkably
0: raunchy joke for Home Improvement, for them to outright say hookers. Uh,
1: in reference to a pickle park.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know, that's that's a new level of edge for, for ABC. I'm surprised they got that one through. And the <laughs> there, audience there seems I to think, be as well.
1: I think maybe Roseanne is pushing that envelope uh, as it comes on, you know, right after the show. I don't know. But they've probably liked it. You know, kicked up the dirt on that line uh, a little bit so that Home Improvement. What I'm saying is, Roseanne ran so that Home Improvement can run.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Roseanne no, ran walk. so
1: Home Improvement could yeah it could could walk
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ro- Roseanne Roseanne uh, slapped her kids so that Tim could accidentally ask a trucker for hookers. It's
1: one episode. <laughs>
0: uh so anyway that 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 on that joke we leave the trucking uh we dissolve forever
1: we don't get a transition we just get a very gentle dissolve yes the, the truck
0: the truck dissolves like peter parker
1: in infinity war <laughs> to spoiler alert um <laughs> it's been years <laughs> to the 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 taylor home the the tim's og home
0: Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. That's a weird way to describe the house, but I guess you're right. It is. It is. uh, It is original. Um, But yeah, Tim's mom is wrapping everything up, boxing everything up. Uh, It's a big old empty set of a house with a big uh, prominent staircase right in the middle of it. Tim uh, asks, why do all these boxes have fragile stickers on them? Because I didn't know which ones you'd be handling. <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, okay, there's some. Re- there are some legit good lines in this yeah, episode. Yeah. I'm, I was. I was critical of the truck stuff. But yes, that's, you were. I'm. I'm really. I realize. I'm okay. It was a mea culpa. <laughs> I think I was telling more on myself, <laughs> and I didn't know what I had going on. So I didn't mean to insult the poor
1: episode. I mean, it's it's an okay episode. I'm not, as I said, going to stick up for the episode, but it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that um there, at least benny's not in the episode let's say that yes yes uh, uh tim at this point starts to actually see like uh, i and this is where i think it gets a little deft so about 4 years ago i had to pack up my childhood home with my parents and and you know send it away to to new owners um and it, it was weird i i kind of relate to this episode in some ways and to tim as well because it was easier than I thought in some regards and harder than I thought in others. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, Tim starts to like see the things where he's like, oh, you're getting rid of this thing? Really? Dad made this by hand. Mm. And uh, I think that the way they kind of evolved Tim's emotional state through this episode is pretty deft, actually. Because uh, it starts small. You know, it, it starts ignorant, which is, you know, typical of what, Tim. Yeah, good, good place to start for Tim. And it's not going to, you know, overwhelm him all at once i think he kind of needs those little you know baby steps to get to um the emotional place and it starts here by him you know picking up this coat rack and it's got three broken pegs on it but it's made you know uh very well out of hand crafted wood and he's like oh dad made this why are you getting rid of this thing and his mom's like well it's broken i don't have room to put it in the new place so you know what else are we gonna do with it
0: yeah yeah I mean you're right there is a, there is a fair amount of subtlety shown for this episode and how in, in where Tim goes and he's for a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, for a sitcom yeah. and for this sitcom. Yeah. Um and so is it after the thing with the with the coat rack where Jeff shows up?
1: Yeah, right after the coat rack Jeff uh Jeff shows up and they start to trade barbs. Uh yes. didn't recognize you uh without a head wound, Jeff says. I re- I recognized you because you're still bald. I'm not bald, I'm just taller than my hair. In this light You've gotten a little uglier. <laughs> um, chest nose gag. Oh, yeah. Uh, then uh, Jeff just says something, and he points at Tim's chest, and Tim looks down, and he hits him in the face, and that was uh, pretty funny. The,
0: uh, Jeff's line is, The Tim Taylor wit, immature and yet not funny.
1: <laughs> Which I think we've observed that is that is pretty close. Pretty pretty on the nose, uh, if I can ah? do a, a play on what... Uh, Jeff is doing um, here. Let's yeah, on the sight gag. Yes, go into character actor corner. One of five for this episode. Whew. I know that's a lot of opportunities for me to lose. Maybe four. I might not know how to count. Um, we ha- no, it's five. It's definitely five. Okay, character actor corner for Jeff. He is played by a character uh, actor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're all we're all playing a character. All the world's a stage. <laughs> Didn't Wilson have a thing about the masks we wear? Uh, Mm. The actor's name is Tom Sharp. He has 30 credits. Going back to Body Heat. Uh, These are his movies. Body Heat. Heartbreak Ridge, the Clint Eastwood movie. And Spy Hard. Mm, Okay, okay. In TV, he appeared in Golden Girls. Matlock. Empty Nest, playing an unrelated character, the Golden Girls, because it's a spinoff. Uh, Mm -hmm. He did a lot of voices on the TV show Dinosaurs, and he also appeared on Family Matters.
0: I, I gotta say, it's amusing that he should have been a guest on Golden Girls, because whenever we watch Golden Girls, I... Just whenever a man shows up on that show, I uh, just assume that he's gay, just always. <laughs> like that, it, it's my own prejudice, because the, I, I, there's something about the way they shoot it and all yeah. the surroundings. Any guy, it's like, he's, he's gay, he's gay. The plot <laughs> twist is he's gay, right? So I have probably seen this guy in another role and assumed he was gay.
1: I think he played a, he was in a season two episode uh, that I think was about a funeral, and he may have been the priest over doing the funeral. Overdoing the funeral. <laughs> Overdo, well, I mean if he, he was just, making it. He really, really funeraled scene, that funeral.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he took he took it too far. Well, I <laughs> I probably I probably pointed at the screen and said I think he's gay. Um Okay, I don't think though, I think he was gay on Golden Girls. I don't think even without asking about NYPD blue, yeah. I don't think he was on ER.
1: He was you think you're entering the answer of no to our metagame. Was he on ER? Yes. Yes or no? I'm
0: answering no. Ye- yes, you are correct, Landon. I'm answer. I am answering no. You are correct. Yes, he was not didn't on ER. Flying blind, didn't even need you know my scanners <laughs> off.
1: Use the force, Luke. We uh, that takes us out of that character actor corner. Tom Sharp. We're going to be seeing a lot more of this guy. Uh, at least you know five or six more times throughout the rest of the series. Jeff. Um, <laughs> we're we're not doing that we don't have time for two and uh, we are ending that scene anyway and we get one of the few uh, transitions in this episode a bunch of boxes stack up on the screen it takes us to a little bit later in the day everyone is moving stuff with Marty uh, who finds the blueprints to the house that their dad created
0: Yes. And as soon as Tim hears that he's found them, Tim, who's carrying a table with Brad, lets go <laughs> of the table, allowing his
1: young son to completely throw out his back, trying to support it on his own. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I definitely felt that pain in my own back, having had back problems in the past. Uh, but. Also laugh my ass off at the physical comedy of it. I, I mean yeah, it's a it is a good like it, it is it is really some like a
0: well-performed bit seeing him try to struggle with it and balance yeah. it. And to watch Randy come in and not help him.
1: <laughs> so they're you know, as they just to walk through the gag, uh Tim and Brad are carrying this through the doorway and Tim goes, careful, it's an antique. And uh the second that Marty sees the blueprints, Tim lets go, and Brad's like, Oh god, dad! And Tim looks back over his shoulder and goes, don't bang it. It's an antique. <laughs> and then Randy comes in and uh, Brad is still, you know, red in the face going, Randy. And Randy just looks at him and goes, um, be sure to lift with your uh, with your legs, not your back. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, Brad-, Brad makes the most of his time on camera. Here yeah. With- yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Tim and Marty uh, start looking over the blueprints, and Tim's uh, thinking, oh, my God, look at all the detail that Dad put into this thing. He must have loved doing this. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's reminiscing about building the staircase and how Dad let him help.
0: He let Mm -hmm. me install one of these balusters myself, and at that exact moment, one of the uh, little wooden rods between the banister and the staircase just falls out. (laughs) And he (laughs) he says, well, they're fine if you don't touch them,
1: Marty. (laughs) Uh, they start talking about, um, how they used to ride the banister down the stairs. And, uh, uh, Marty's like, Oh, you're, (laughs) you're the only one who decided, uh, thought it was a good idea to ride down the banister, uh, face first. Uh, and I, and I initially pictured Tim, like laying on his chest, going down head first. Um, as we learned in the, the (laughs) next scene, which happens in just a second, uh, that's not exactly the issue. (laughs) and tim tim
0: defiantly said like when marty says that tim defiantly goes mom was wrong though i was still able to have children and marty
1: goes yeah but look at him (laughs) just a pretty good diss marty i'm gonna i just i'm gonna reiterate something i said last time we had a william o'leary episode he knows how to get the most out of every single line that's given to him he really does he's he's one of the best performances on the show i I completely agree 100% agree you know, an MVP character actor, not to, not to get ahead of myself. <laughs> uh, packing peanut transition to a little bit later. Tim is alone uh, and decides, hey, I'm going to ride this banister face first. Uh, and he he kind of straddles <laughs> straddles the banister, uh, trying to remember how to do it. Uh, I got a little nervous for him, knowing he's you know well into his forties, and me being almost forty, thinking, my God, I don't know that I would do that at my age. I feel bad for him at his age trying to do uh, this.
0: It it is, well, and not even the, the,
1: Tim Taylor, Tim
0: Allen, like he's old, legit doing this. Yeah, that, that yeah, doing all of his own stunts. I. The thing that really got me about this is you know, he's getting up on there, the door, the d- doorbell rings, Tim is kind of startled by it, and that gets him started sliding, and he slides right down and smashes his crotch into the thing at the end of, like, the, <laughs> the wooden ball on top yeah. of the banister at the bottom, and the I was really thinking the camera would, like, cut away to someone else seeing it and shaking their head, but you just <laughs> full-on see his, his like, it... it, it it hurt me on like a visceral level. <laughs> this is Tim, a guy who I don't necessarily always want good things to happen yeah. to, but it was still
1: the, <laughs> I'll painful. Tell you, there was a, a moment in my head where I was half expecting, though not consciously, to hear the uh, the little knock sound that they do whenever he hits his head walking downstairs. <laughs> Dunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which would not be appropriate for the moment, but I don't know why. It just kind of like subconsciously was waiting for it. I feel like there's a James Bond movie where he kicks Jaws, the huge tall guy in the
0: crotch, and is one of the ones from the seventies, but you just hear like a rattling sound like the marble inside a spray paint can. I think that's a I think that's an Austin Powers bit. Maybe it's an Austin Powers <laughs> bit. They've all they've all flooded together, um uh, all I mean, great cinema.
1: Yeah, it's it's not too far of a hop, skip and a jump from Austin Powers to the Roger Moore movie, so <laughs> Uh, yes,
0: that's, that is very true. Uh, so Tim hobbles off of the, off of the banister and goes to get the door, and his voice is now super high, like in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, in that one scene where Steve Martin has been picked up by that dude by his testicles while John Candy watches. Explain it some more. (laughs) So, so you see, Tim Allen, uh, not Tim Allen, uh, Steve Martin is very upset because he is uh, his <laughs> rental car is missing, and he's mouthing off to this guy who's running the taxi cab line, and the guy punches him in the face, and he falls on the ground. But then, then John Candy is there, and he's like, "You insensitive asshole! You helped this man up," and uh, he he there's a also actually I'm realizing a very visceral shot of that <laughs> dude's hand, yes. grabbing Steve Martin's uh, uh crotch area. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then in the next scene, Steve Martin is sitting there, and his voice is really high, like this, much in the way that Tim Allen's is in this episode. I understand the correlation, though. Okay, very good, very good. <laughs> they, you know, folks, we want to we want to make sure we're not leaving anybody behind in these
1: recaps. Oh God, did I say we had a packing peanut transition? Uh, I'm going uh, backwards in time. Ding dong. Yeah, a couple shows ago. You're forgetting shows up the, the, the packing order, am I right? Huh? The
0: packing order. Okay, it's the new owners of the house at the door. They want to take some measurements. Yes. Measurements. Measurements. Danny. Lisa, uh, I need to take measurements. What's <laughs> happening? I'm the one I, that got I, the I, vaccine. It, the, the spirit of Tommy Wiseau got me for a second there. I've always sounded like this. So, yes, they they are coming in to take measurements of the house. Tim opens the door. Oh, hi, Mark.
1: <laughs> it's not Mark in the door. It's a couple.
0: R, 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 Mark. Um, <laughs> yes, the couple comes in, uh, and they're talking about the changes they want to make to the house. Yeah. How they're going to rip up the floorboards that Tim's dad laid. They're going to take out the fireplace. Mm-hmm. They're going to take out the the staircase. Stairs, fl- yeah. f-
1: ceiling to floor mirrors, uh, wrought iron uh, banisters. And Tim's like, oh, every single mention that they make of what change they're going to do is like a little stab to Tim's heart. And uh, at a certain point, he just goes, oh, all you're missing is just a front desk and you got a hotel. Yep.
0: Uh, And he... they, They... it's interesting watching over the years how normal people react to Tim because normally <laughs> Tim is a huge asshole to normal people and they just yeah. like kind of keep going along with the bit to give him more opportunities to dunk on them. But yeah. this time they react kind of like normal people and go like, "You're being an asshole. We're gonna leave. Don't
1: do that. <laughs> we'll come back when you're not here." Uh, and yeah, I mean, he is bothered. He does scare them off. They leave. Um, let's go into our second. Character actor corner that is a twofer. Ooh. We got two couples here. One I mean, we, do. A, we have a couple of two people. Yes. That's <laughs> how that's how couples work. Yes. Uh, so the um man is played by Jim Peary. I think I'm pronouncing that right. P-I-R-R-I. Uh starring in movies, The Wizard. Yes. That wizard. Oh, about Nintendo, the road oh, trip I movie see. about Nintendo with the power uh, glim, starring right. Jenny Lewis, which was my first crush. Oh um, in TV. He was in the TV series adaptation of Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, a <laughs> epi- story that had to be serialized. <laughs> an episode of 90210 Murder she wrote, Lewis and Clark, The Adventures of Superman. The new adventures of Superman, sorry. Friends, alias Chuck, Jag, CSI Miami, CSI New York. Wait a minute, Truman. Oh my God, calm down. Here we go. What? What? He is known in the world of Warcraft, and he has <sighs> appeared uh, doing voice acting in such titles as World of Warcraft, Bru- Burning Crusade, Cataclysm, Mists of Pandria. Warlords of Draenor, Legion, Shadowlands. He's also done voice work in L.A. Noire, Diablo 3, Injustice 2 as Mr. Freeze, and, yes, something meaningful between you and me and a few friends of ours. He played Angelo Bronte in Red Dead Redemption 2.
0: Oh, Angelo Bronte. Oh, you son. okay. Who, spoiler alert, gets his head eaten by Crocs.
1: All right. (laughs) This is an interesting piece of crossover here. Indeed, was Jim Peary on ER? He has 128 was credits, just as a reminder. NYPD Blue, question uh, mark? He was not on NYPD Blue, I don't think, but let me just double check. Uh, I don't think so. No, good. He was not. Okay. I'm going to say, though, that he was on ER. 128 credits. He was not on ER. <laughs> Wrong. What a weirdo. I don't like the
0: new upgrades you've installed in the recording studio. I don't think they make the game more fun for me. Um it just seemed like, you know, when I hear that you're on Chuck in CSI Miami and you were working in the nineties, I kind of just assume also, I'm pretty sure ER was on when Chuck was on. Yes, it was. I'm okay, so I'm just saying I think I lost in an honorable way on that one.
1: Hit it with character, the next, character actor number two, Leslie Bibb. Holy cow Truman. Mm. She this is kid. otherwise known, though certainly not defined by, because she is her own woman, as Mrs. Sam Rockwell. Oh, okay. She that has makes more sense. Appeared in movies such as Talladega Nights, Iron Man 1 and 2, Trick mm. or Treat, The Zookeeper, TV, as in Crossing Jordan, uh, CSI Miami, About a Boy, the TV version, Odd Couple, the TV version, the league she was in a short film called fuck <laughs> wow that's
0: i mean i guess i guess if it's it's short you get the job done you know <laughs> in her
1: 75 credits did she ever appear on the tv show e r yeah you i think the vaccine has turned you into william
0: shatner at the peak of his powers um i'm going to say that she was on ER, just simply because she seems to have that tra- uh, trajectory?
1: Uh, trajectory is positive. She was on eight, count them, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight episodes of ER. Wow, From 2002 the, to 2003 playing Aaron Harkins.
0: That's the most on ER I think any of our character actors have
1: ever been. I don't think there's ever been a character actor who's been on as much ER as she has. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to check the tapes for that. But I know we've had character actors that have been on more than one episode. Uh, but sure, but eight but episodes? I don't know. I don't know eight episodes as the same character. That might be a record. We might have a whole record here.
0: I don't even think. I don't even think we've had someone who was on eight episodes as different characters. I think that's a lot of. <laughs> that's i i mean yeah some kind of weird like uh weird rotating cast week where <laughs> it's there's... it's
1: possible uh, well uh okay name be damned. jeffrey tambor uh i think may have appeared on eight different episodes of three's company as eight different characters i mean look dude dude's dude's got his demons, but he's got range i'll i'll give him that <laughs>
0: um wow okay well good i feel good about at least. You know, nailing the most uh, the most ER rich of the of the available character actors. Yes, indeed.
1: In fact, uh, a wrecking ball takes down character actor corner and the scene that we were in uh, because it's transitioning us to a little bit later. Ooh, a little bit later. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, later, Tim
0: is complaining to his mom about all the changes that these new people want to make. Yeah. Uh, Tim, t- you know, it's just a little refreshing knowing Tim Allen's politics that he's suddenly got a problem with the depredations of the free market. And um, that's all I'm going to say about that. I
1: am not going to comment on it at all. Uh. But he does say, uh, did you even do a background check on them?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. And she you know she is kind of just telling him like you're you're overreacting to this, like I yeah. just you know i was I wanted to sell the house. I wasn't hiring caretakers, right, and, and to and her
1: it, credit, like tim what what do you expect her to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's selling the house they were offering to buy the house. she sold the house to them
0: transaction yeah, like, over you you knew what this was when you came to help her move right right. Um, and then at that point, Jeff and Marty uh, come through the frame. They're hauling an old toilet out because uh, Jeff wants to install it in his place rather than buying a new
1: one. Defensive, <laughs> Jeff. They're they're tearing this house apart anyway. Toilets are expensive. Why would you just throw that? Our dumps are so full from this mentality that we had in the '90s. That consumerism's great. Never recycle anything. Never reuse anything. Just buy a new toilet whenever you go to a new place. Jeff, take that toilet, man. You got you got I, a good head on your shoulders. Use it. You're not frugal. You're smart.
0: <laughs> in in my experience, whenever I move into a place, there's already a toilet there, and that's just the toilet I go with. I
1: so yeah, I'm but not he, he's re, he's replacing the broken toilet in his own home with the toilet that's just going to end up in a dump because the new people are going to be throwing it out. I'm just
0: saying, but this toilet has seen some some for lack of a better word, shit. As they start <laughs> talking about. Uh, like, they're t- they're talking about it as they're lugging it out, and he's saying, oh, this toilet's full of memories. Remember my bachelor party? That was some major hurling in there. Yeah. Which, more than anything, makes you just think, like, wait, Jeff, you had your bachelor party at your mom's house? Wow, you really are frugal, dude. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, if he had the bachelor party—we don't know Jeff's backstory, That's all I'm saying. I, know, yeah, well, except he that he's frugal. He could have eloped. Right? Okay, he eloped and they did it when the parents were out of town. And uh, he had to have, you know, he could have done it at 18. So he has no place to do it outside of his parents' house when his parents are out of the town.
0: You know what? Okay, I guess that's fine. I guess that's.
1: I I don't know. We don't have all the information.
0: Okay, you're right. It could be a real Jack and Diane situation and there could be a a rich and wonderful story and they all really did have a good night it was in no way sad or weird or pathetic um but jeff and marty are also outraged when tim tells them tim makes the same point actually like like his mom is telling them not to take the toilet and tim makes the same point like hey they're gonna destroy everything else in here why not why not take what's good Mm -hmm. and so jeff and marty are also outraged
1: uh here, yeah, here the house is gonna be. We installed. get I think my favorite <laughs> line from the episode, uh, as in their outrage, Tim, you know, kind of feeds out that and goes, They're gonna tear out the stairway. And Jeff goes, well, How are they gonna get to the second floor?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And then from there,
0: we go to the second floor, I assume, in yeah, one of the bedrooms up there. We we dissolve
1: to I'm assuming Tim's old bedroom. Yeah, it seems like. Uh, uh Mark and Sheila are in there and Mark finds an old picture of Tim and his hot rod. <laughs> and he's got, you know, everyone laughs at this, at this picture because it's, you know, Tim with very long hair,
0: very long beard, uh, looking kind of Charles Mansony, if you, if you ask me.
1: <laughs> uh- well, I, I'm going to just point of order that one because I think you can point to, uh, at least half of the men in 1969 and go, you look kind of Charles manson like I, I sp- the the Charles Manson look didn't originate with Charles Manson. It just became infamous by Charles Manson. Just okay, like the, the the Hitler mustache was very popular before Hitler, but Hitler okay. defined the Hitler mustache.
0: So so hippies don't look like Charles Manson. Charles Manson looks like a hippie, and yeah. I'm just I'm just judging all hippies. That's yes. Shame on me. Shame on you. Shame on uh, you. Also, but also wild that Tim was a hippie for a while. According to Jill, his, his motto was peace, love, and valvoline.
1: <laughs> it seems and, incongruous. Yeah. You know? A little bit. Uh, a little bit. Uh, and, in fact, he comes in, and Mark just kind of puts up his fingers and goes, peace. And yes. And Tim also does the peace sign and says, valvoline. <laughs> it was a weird moment. <laughs> it's a joke. It was it's a, a joke on a show. It's, it's a live a, TV show. It was a passing moment that happened.
0: Um, but so Mark goes off downstairs, Tim and Jill start talking and Tim is trying to sell Jill on the, I- well, <laughs> Jill's trying to, uh, Tim is trying to sell Jill on the idea of buying the house as a vacation home. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you want a vacation home, didn't you? Well, what if we buy this place? And she says, you're suggesting we come up here for romantic weekends and sleep in your mother's bedroom. And Tim goes, well, she's not going
1: to be here. And Jill goes, and neither will we. <laughs> I mean, okay. So this, this really... There's a there's a lot that Jill's doing uh yes. in this episode. She's successfully setting up boundaries, she's speaking rationally, but not, yes. uh, not uh unsympathetically to Tim. She's making him see reason, but not um diminishing or dismissing his feelings about this. In fact, Tim starts to in this moment really start everything starts to to seep into him like man i didn't really think it was going to be this hard everywhere i look there's memories i just see my dad and you know he kind of sits down on the edge of his bed and and jill you know comes over and wraps an arm around him and you know doesn't dictate to him how he should be feeling but kind of asks him questions and gets you know gets him to open up a bit she she expresses
0: like Genuine sympathy and empathy and talking about... She says, you know, all those times I moved, the houses didn't mean anything to me. It must feel it must feel so much worse to have to leave something else behind. Like, she's not trying to cheer him up. She's just trying to be present in this experience with him. Yeah. And all of this for someone who was being a total dick to her when she <laughs> tried to talk about her own trauma earlier. Shame on you, Tim. You do not deserve this wonderful woman. <laughs> i would give anything to have watched you <laughs> officiate their marriage <laughs> i would it would be through gritted teeth me just staring daggers at tim the entire time tim not getting any of it
1: <laughs> um, um okay go ahead.
0: yeah uh, yeah but no i mean it's just they talk about how um you know this house is full of memories of tim's dad and mm-hmm. jill suggests to him that uh tim's memories are you know, about his dad and how he liked cars and tools and taught him all these things. Those things will stay with Tim rather than
1: with the house. Exactly. Yeah. And then we get a blueprint transition to a little bit later. Um, He comes down to talk to his mom. Uh, She's looking at the blueprints and he kind of admits, I didn't think this would be that hard. And she goes, you know, I didn't either. And they start to reminisce.
0: Yes. Yes. And she's, you know, talking about how she's been planning for this day for years and crying about it for years. And, Talk, you know, all the great memories that are there. They talk about the old Christmases. She reminisces about the fire burning in the fireplace. And Tim mentions the turkey burning in the oven. <laughs> and uh, and then remembers the Christmas that they built the staircase, and then we pan over to the staircase, and... and, and uh, it, 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 actually, I mean, I wish that we'd worlded it, but it actually very effectively, like, we the banister on one side of it, it's color, on the other side, it's black and white. And at this point, I'm looking at my watch like, wait, you're starting flashbacks now? What? <laughs> why you, what? No, now?
1: It, it is it, a... Like, this is the first time in Home Improvement history we get a flashback. So not only six seasons in does it feel weird to have a flashback. B, uh, you know, like, Tim's dad is a a driving force to the character of Tim. And I kind of feel like it's stronger not having seen him. Like, now that I have a face... Like, I felt the same way when I saw Sophia's husband on Golden Girls. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, that's a driving force for your character... And it's more powerful to have that as a secret for that character uh, than to let all of us, the audience, in on it. I agree with you completely. And I would say that if you have made the
0: decision to let the audience in on it, you shouldn't do it for a one-off scene that doesn't tell us anything and is only a joke. You should do multiple flashbacks throughout the episode charting young Tim and old Tim both recontextualizing
1: an experience and learning a lesson from it agreed if you want to go the flashback route i i yes i'm i tend to be the proponent of don't do flashbacks unless and you know a a completely uh intentional narrative device don't do flashbacks
0: you know and there's no there's there's no need to fuck around with a flashback when you're driving a truck around that's
1: all i'm saying. truck bits trucks live in the present landon no the trucks are in the past at this point not only is it in the past of this episode of grunt work it's in the past of the episode of home improvement that we watched yesterday and it's of a tv show that came out in 1996 which is 25 years ago okay well
0: that's uh you're you're laying you're laying a lot of truth bombs on me that i was not ready for (laughs) um so but anyway this black and white flashback Uh-huh. Tim's Tim's dad is there at the bottom of the stairs. So it tells Tim to come along with the carpet so they can cut it. And then we see young Tim yeah. come down uh, into view at the, at the next landing of the staircase saying, don't worry, I already cut it. And dad goes, oh, no. Okay, So,
1: so the thing is, <laughs> folks, if you're going to do the flashback... Make it satisfying to the audience. A listen, I'm not gonna shit on Todd Glass. He who will go into his character actor corner in a second here, uh, playing Tim's dad. He's a stand up comedian, he's a great, I love Todd Glass. Um, you're gonna just burn that potential to have you know a big person, you know, a big name play Tim Allen's father. Okay. That's gone. That set audience satisfaction's out of there. B, you're gonna, as you already stated, do a scene that is mostly played for yucks when it really wants to be sentimental instead. Uh and it's not gonna be that funny, and it's not gonna be that sentimental. Okay. B or C, I don't even know what point I'm on anymore. Yeah, yeah. Roman uh. numeral four. <laughs> Welcome to my PowerPoint. Um you you missed the opportunities of seeing where tim gets his like grunting from and like yes his father literally says the words oh no and doesn't grunt them yes <laughs> yes and then a second
0: later when tim rolls the carpet down the stairs and it is of course not long enough tim goes oh no so the effect isn't laugh at oh here's something tangible that he learned from his father instead yep. it's tim was always doing
1: this <laughs> Now, here's the only thing that I took from this that wasn't completely dictated to us. Okay. Is that Tim's dad seems to be more akin not to Tim, but to Al. In in that he is
0: gentle and doesn't scold his son for fucking up their (laughs) construction
1: project? And is he literally says the line, measure twice, cut once, which... Al has said on the show, and Richard Karn has said to us on Twitter, uh, that I, I think that there's there's uh, more correlation to be drawn there, which uh, illuminates uh, Tim's friendship with Al a lot more. That that Tim is working out his daddy issues on
0: Al, because, and the reason he insults Al so much is because he knows that his dad would like Al better
1: than he likes him. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know that I would go that route with it, so much as... He – it makes me think maybe he's so harsh with Al because he's so – he's trying so fucking hard to prove to Al slash his dad that he can do the things. Like, I can do the things, Dad. I'm going to do it my way. Love me. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: I I mean, I will say – because the – this, the hardest thing about this flashback is what it ends on, you know, the, the Tim has cut the carpet too soon and there's not enough of it. Yeah. And Tim's dad says, don't worry, son. Working with tools isn't for everyone. And then something to the effect of, you know, one day you'll find out what you're really meant to do for a living. And then we fade back. So we're basically left with the fact that Tim's own father told him to his face, you're not good at this. <laughs> and he now hosts a tool show about it. Like, that's... I need therapy, more therapy, (laughs) after hearing that. And how is Tim supposed to have that memory? Like, maybe I understand why Tim is the way he is. He knows, like, his dad told him to his face, don't work with tools, you are manifestly unqualified, even for a child (laughs) you
1: suck at this. Oh, man, it's... (laughs) it's something else it's a scene it needed to be cut i don't it shouldn't it does not belong in this episode in any way shape or form but let's go into a character actor corner real quick for these last yes. two character actors that we have yes uh as i mentioned todd glass plays his father um he he's he's a he's a guy man um yeah, yeah he looked world- like <laughs> I mean, I'm not making assumptions about his no, gender identity, but he he's he is really big in the stand-up world. I mean, I think every single stand-up comedian knows Todd Glass. He hosts comedy nights. Uh, I did a, a comedy festival communications for comedy comedy festival years ago. I think he did the comedy festival every single year that we had it. Like, he is just a institution of Los Angeles stand-up comedy. Damn damn and and
0: also an institution of uh of uh Midwestern television being
1: the father <laughs> of Tim the toolman Taylor uh yes uh, and let's talk about his credits uh he has appeared on TV shows such as married with children friends Louie he did I say he has 24 credits because he has 24 uh, credits well okay there you go 24 <laughs> credits I'll buy it um he did a voice in the Marmaduke movie Oh, oh boy, the bright lights of Hollywood shine. <laughs> he played a referee in the Martin Lawrence uh, basketball movie Rebound. Okay, okay. <laughs> was uh was this gentleman on ER? I'm gonna say,
0: was he on <laughs> NYPD Blue? He was not. Cheers. Nope. Fridge? No, he was not on ER. He was
1: not on ER.
0: Kaboom. Kaboom.
1: Thank you, Todd Glass. Definitely recommend going to check out his uh, stand-up specials. He's one of the, I don't know, he's just a really funny guy. I did did not realize he was, like, the name Todd Glass is familiar to me, but
0: um, I did not realize that was a known quantity playing Tim's daddy-o. Indeed.
1: Indeed-o he was. Playing young Tim is Connor McClure. A name, Ooh, that's a name that you can chew on, yeah. Uh, Connor McClure. <laughs> he has one credit.
0: Is that credit home improvement?
1: <laughs> that credit is home improvement. Playing Young Tim.
0: Do you think that that he was too good as Young Tim, and and the the executives were buzzing about a <laughs> a Young Tim spinoff, and Tim Allen took him aside and was like, "Motherfucker, I will not have competition. You get the fuck out. <laughs> oh Go back to school." Goodness. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm. You become a well-adjusted member of
1: society. <laughs> don't you go into child acting. I was thinking maybe he was you know, the, the son of someone on the cast or crew, uh, but I don't see anyone named McClure unless they're using a stage name. So who knows? Who knows who this kid is? Who knows why it's the only credit he has? Maybe he thought, you know what? Getting laughs ain't for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, hey. Probably worked out well for him. Maybe he looked like at his acting career and went, Oh no. <laughs> yeah, and in, in you know, he, he took his famous catchphrase uh to heart and and uh <laughs> said no to it. So we go from this uh from this character actor corner and from yep. this black and white flashback back do-do, to do-do, the, do-do, do-do, do-do. Oh thank you, thank you, thank you. Back to the uh the modern days of the late nineties. <laughs> Where uh Tim suggests that they all do uh they all have one last dinner at the house. Just yeah. a pre-Christmas dinner, they'll order in food and eat it off the floor, which is honestly kind of a cool thing. Kind of a nice idea. Yeah, it uh puts me in mind of Rosemary's baby. I guess, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you when you look at it that way, it can always be a bad thing. Um <laughs> But they uh they order a pizza and they eat it <laughs> off of uh, a ferny pad. Well, actually. Before we see the pizza, uh, Tim's mom says, oh, your father at my first Christmas. We did the same thing. We ordered in, we ate on the floor, and we danced. First, first night in the house, not the first Christmas. First night oh, in the house. okay. First night in the house. But ordered in, ate on the floor, danced, and then we, and Tim goes, mom, more information than I need to know. <laughs> she goes, what? That was the night Jeff was conceived. <laughs> uh, I don't remember for a fact if she said that or not. So I don't She wanna, didn't. I don't. She didn't? No. Ah, oh, you had me uh, convinced.
1: We go a little bit later. The entire family, including Jeff and Marty and the boys and well, well, they're Jill. In the, they're in the family. Like, why,
0: why would you... If you hear the whole family, why would you think Jeff and Marty weren't part of it?
1: Because they're new. Jeff is yeah. new to the family. I didn't want people to forget that he's in this episode. Okay, very good. Very good. People <laughs> <will> remember. <laughs> they're eating. And... uh Uh, this is worth mentioning, you know, this is a week before Christmas, so, um, they're having Christmas dinner a week before, and, um, they kind of make note of that here, and Randy goes, well, why don't we go caroling afterward? Uh, it's weird that we're having pizza a week before Christmas for Christmas dinner, and Randy goes, why don't we go caroling? We could uh, sing, I'm dreaming of a white clam sauce. And then (laughs) Mark one-ups it with, deck the halls with calamari and then Brad clinches it with Silent Night Canoli Night. I, I the
0: the kids could all be podcasters, is what I'm saying. <laughs> those are all honestly guesses I would do for a episode if they actually did that on this episode, I would have guessed all
1: of those as titles, like if they'd gone They're, out singing carols. Uh they are our age, so uh the fact that we are podcasting probably means they if not our podcasters at least listen to podcasts do or you think mark randy or brad are actually listening to grunt work i i hope not
0: and <laughs> if any of them are i am so sorry for any critical things i've ever said about your performance it is unfair to oh no no, no i'm not talking
1: about course. i'm not talking about ztb jtt or um tn you do it tns yeah, nice. for the the,
0: the next generation. I'm um, talking about the characters of Brad, Randy, and Mark. Do you they think would they're not, listening to Gruntwork? They would not listen to a podcast like this. That brought up the way they were, they would not like our podcast. <laughs> I'm never not know. suggesting never know. I'm not suggesting that you're that the only reason you wouldn't like Gruntwork is because your dad is Tim Taylor. I'm just saying I don't think they have time for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? Uh Tim thinks
1: uh Good point. How much he likes uh how much he's like he's. Oh my God. Okay. I'm okay, going verba- yes. <laughs> to read you verbatim what this note I wrote is. Tim thinks how much he's like he's like the house.
0: Yes. I think I can translate that. Please. Tim reflects on how. Tim says he's thinking about how much he's like this house. To which oh, yeah, Marty okay. says, you both have old leaky pipes. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. I'm speaking uh, metaphorically. You know what metaphorically means? I have a neighbor who explains this to me.
1: <laughs> that was kind of a funny line. Tip of the hat to, to Wilson. always love it. Uh, Mom suggests, you know what? Why don't you just take what you want? They're going to tear this place up anyway. All this shit is yours. Take it away, people. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is that, was that
0: you talking to people who've just come into your house, or that's just, that's, you're still quoting? Are you talking to a <laughs> band called
1: people? I don't know. I'm talking to the people in my head at this point. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Uh,
0: so... Yeah, and Tim starts getting excited about taking the banister and reinstalling
1: it in their house, and Jill goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> well, yeah, he says, "While well, I have the sledgehammer out," and Jill oh, yeah. interrupts him with, "Oh no!" I don't think we've yes. ever had a Jill Oh no before. We've oh, had her. We've had her grunt for sure. I think we've had. I feel like we've had a,
0: a Jill Oh no. I can't. I can't say with any certainty either mm-hmm. way. Yeah, it goes in one ear and
1: one out the other. That's that's the only way you protect yourself, really. It fades out. We go to the outtakes. Holy cow. Let's spend 20 minutes on this. Yes. Tim,
0: first, uh, okay, first there's, yeah, Tim driving the truck and making like he's crashing it, which would be a hilarious act break if they'd gone with the trucking <laughs> episode that I wanted.
1: Listen, it's not too far removed from what they actually did during the Heidi's pregnant episode. True. True. Also true. Yeah, they, Tim- they, I mean, the truck could could kill a lot of
0: cows. <laughs> true. Yes. Um, and then, and then that we go back to home for the chimney bit where
1: the joke takes on a completely different and way more expensive angle than before. Uh, Oh, no, oh, well, uh, there is one other outtake in there. It says something about a GI Joe and a bottle rocket, but yeah, oh, then we wait, go. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, I didn't. I, okay. no,
1: that's right. I honestly don't remember the scene. I think it was with Jeff, but then yeah, we go back to the tool time segment in the Taylor home. Um, the, the newest incarnation of the Taylor home. And, uh, Tim is talking about uh, cleaning out your roofs, and Randy's still on the phone with Grandma, and he's like, um, Dad, there, Grandma says there's a raccoon behind you. And Tim's like, ha yeah, right. Why? 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 What? In what scenario, <laughs> what did we not see in which they had an animal handler bring in a live raccoon for an
0: outtake? That's that's my whole thinking. There's no way that they spent all, like that was I think why I got so chapped about the semi was like so they built a semi set they didn't use. They had an animal handler come in here. <laughs> they were just lighting money on fire. This is Bill Clinton's America. Um, I think that I mean this. There just had to have been. They must have just thought they had more time. Maybe like for like this was a much more involved cold open it had to have been.
1: So you think that that they were originally going to go out on the Tim has a raccoon on his back. Yes. Like they that would have led us to like a raccoon scratching the screen transition. Uh, probably so. Yeah, probably uh-huh. so. And like maybe maybe it's a thing where Al is
0: up there and Al has somehow like done something to flush out the animals. And that he's explained to camera up top mm-hmm, and Tim isn't mm-hmm. paying attention down there and that's when the phone call comes in I don't know but it's yeah I was not expecting to see a real raccoon
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was not either and um listen i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat here truman okay cheat away. Uh, I'm gonna cheat and and give us a, a a little taste of our uh one of our popular nights topics uh talking about tropes I, I don't want to see the um, comedic wrestling around with a stuffed animal anymore. <laughs> you're you're that, done with that. That's a trope I don't want to see anymore. <laughs> is it is it better
0: if it is so obviously fake, like in the old Edward no. movie, where the guy is like having to pull the arms of the octopus, supposedly killing him to get? Them I to mean, move? there's a
1: different charm to that. That's you mm-hmm. know that's uh, bad. You know B movie making where they're doing what they can with what they can. This is like, I'm legit trying to get a joke out of wrestling around with an animal. And even when it's made to look fake, and they're trying to still get the joke off of haha, we know it's fake, but I'm going to wrestle around with it as if it's real, it's still unfunny.
0: Yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll join you in this, un- and I make this a unanimous verdict against jokes about people wrestling with a stuffed animal that's... Yeah, although I I I did appreciate the camera work on it of Tim, like, screaming and whirling around. and The camera follows him and then lands on just two crew members standing there perfectly in frame. Just giving him a kind of what the fuck look. (laughs) I like that. Uh, Agreed. That was fun. Yes. Anytime I get to see a crew member is good. Yeah, I know. Always always love to thank all the little people. (laughs) Oh, that's our episode. Well, except for one thing. What's that? That is the grunt count. Oh, I, I assume you knew what it was because you grunted when I when I said that. But Landon, what do you, how
1: many grunts do you think there were in this episode? Truman, that's a good question. because I don't think it's as straightforward as I think it is. It's not. <laughs> um I have a number. And I'm glad that I don't have any pressure because the chalupas are off the table. I've I've swept them to the floor like I'm angry and they were on my desk and in my way. Yes, yes. Um, okay, with no chalupas up for grabs, my guess is six.
0: <sighs> Landon, you're very close. Is it seven? It's five. Five? Yes. Because... I know there's at least six. Okay, look, up front... Uh, the ones up front, early on, I yeah. you can only hear the first of those. Mm, the first, okay. Walk me through this. Okay, when he's when he's first grunting, when he talks about uh, how he's getting the big, or like I I don't know, like the the first batch of grunts when uh-huh. it's it's him on the him on the show, I think, or no, he's talking to he's talking to Wilson. He he grunts after saying huge truck and I, I he does I see his mouth moving a couple times, but I just hear and then there's like music and people clapping mm-hmm. and I couldn't hear the
1: subsequent grunts. hmm because the first batch I have because uh, I wrote them down as check marks as opposed to a whole number, is four. hmm, hmm. which so now I'm thinking that there's not five but there's actually uh eight. Okay, this is a this is a big grunt divergence, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yes. In fact, um, I'm going to pull up the episode now. That yeah, take a second, but uh, we can we can do this in real time.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I want to have this go on the air then. Like, accepting that the that the grunt count guess is is already gone and been spent. I do want to make sure that we have the accurate count. But moving her down here is going to allow me to do something I've always wanted to do: spend more
1: time drive a really big truck <laughs> okay I, I see why you put one there because mm-hmm. he does go oh, 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 oh. and it kind of whispers yeah. those grunts under the mm. music okay mm-hmm. okay uh, I, but now I'm thinking that might have been uh, that might have been one I missed so oh. here's, here's one we're in the truck now okay One, two, three, four. Okay, yeah. so
0: those are the first four that I counted. Okay, see, I heard one from him with Wilson, and four there in the truck. So that's and so I think there are two more somewhere in this episode. I didn't hear any others in the episode, and I was listening for them. If you want to go
1: back and rewatch the whole episode right now, I mean. <laughs> okay, well, I at least know how you arrived at five. Um, we'll 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 put the the rest up for debate.
0: Yeah, well, folks at home, if you feel very strongly about this and having and, and us having the most accurate count possible, please write in. I'm happy to hear from you, <laughs> Are but you th-
1: I'm maintaining that this is five. Yes, nothing I'd rather okay. do. All right, all right. I'm not going to argue with you because I really don't want to watch this episode again. Yes. Um, not that it's wrong. I just don't want more home improvement than I have to have in my life. So, I okay. <laughs> uh, anything else uh, that you want to cover in this episode that we didn't? I No, I think we've got it all. Okay, then let's uh, end this by saying um, two weeks from today, a little two little weeks. under a week for the people listening, if you're listening live, uh, the day that this comes out. April 18th, we will be doing our live recording on Discord of episode 13 of season six. So uh, hop on Discord. We've got the link posted um, in our Twitter bio, so you can access it there. Uh, you can get it on our website, in our newsletter on our website. Uh, or if you don't have access to any of those things or just don't want to or you want to say hi, in addition to asking for a link, you can email us at info uh, at info, info at gruntworkpodcast.com. Good a lot guy. of ads in there. A lot of ats. I just – the thing is I never give an email address at, anymore. It's just giving out social media things. So I start mm. by saying at and then whatever. I don't need to get into that. Yeah, you so, missed the good old days. <laughs> April 18th. That's a little less than a week from now. Get it on your calendars, punks. Nerds. Uh and that will be at um four uh I'm sorry. Uh what is it? Three, five, five PM Eastern, yes, two PM Pacific. Pacific, yes. Uh four PM Central. Good guy. Yeah. So many yeah, it, time zones. You figure out. Never
0: never have one of your podcast hosts move to a different time zone. It is <laughs> it is a nightmare.
1: Five PM Eastern, two PM Pacific. Be on Discord at that time, episode thirteen, season six. Okay, Truman, let's get this episode over with. Let's knock it out. Gruntwork is made possible by our Patreons. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create the show, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts because it's the fastest, easiest way to support us, and it's free. Uh, It goes a long way to help others find the show. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter and Instagram at gruntworkpod or visit our website at www.bronworkpodcast.com. just wondering if your eyes glazed over. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. And I didn't put an ad at the beginning of it either. <laughs> I was ready to do my thing. Where you can also find information on today's episode and sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released. Until next time, when we bring you another episode of Home Improvement. I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember... We got
0: a mighty convoy rocking through the night. We've got a mighty convoy.
1: Ain't she a beautiful sight? Just couldn't burn that that toxic for this episode, could you? <laughs>